All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jodas Clark producing. It's been the one and twos in this R&B Friday, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. Yes, man, Mr. Fox. Well played, Mr. Clark. Um, wasn't play, it wasn't planned or anything. But, yes, I guess, you know, yesterday, and I should have brought it up because I heard that, you know, hey, Jamie Foxx, you know, the actor, uh, Jamie Foxx, no need induction, Oscar award winner, Jamie Foxx, Ray, and everything, one of the best biopics ever made. Um, that it was circulating yesterday that he had been hospitalized in the hospital. And uh, matter of fact, and I didn't look too much into it because I'm like, okay, is he okay? Everything, well, in this day and time, anything a trend. And then this morning, I was reading that his sister had released a statement saying, hey, you know, Jamie had an allergic reaction to a certain procedure. Luckily that there were doctors there on point already on his way to recovery. And then you told me about 35, 45 minutes ago trending on social media, we've got confirmation that what took place with Mr. Fox? Well, we don't have confirmation from the family. Right. Okay, okay. so I want to make that very clear. Um, but Yahoo News reporting that, you know, got that according to gossip of the city T, which they take as reputable enough to, to cite, hmm. um, that he had suffered a stroke and required surgery and is now stable. Um, this was on the set of, uh, you know, he's in Atlanta right now mm-hmm. for a movie Back in Action. With Glenn Close and Cameron Diaz. Hmm. Uh, definitely, I, I know it has to be something serious, but I, you know, that's true. That's not from the family statement. Again, when you are when you're an actor, somebody in the limelight as popular as Jamie Fox, um, there's there could be all type of rumors that want to quick to circulate. Because again, unfortunately, we live in a time of clickbait and followers and stream and how many views you can get. Um, really matters and probably more than not because people sell their soul and put a lot of bunch of fake crap out on social media and be fake people just to get views and all that but um all i know is evidently it's something serious now whether it's a stroke i mean he's 55 years old i believe if i remember correct he's about 55 um thoughts and prayers to him man i mean you know um i don't want to talk like he's passed or anything like that because hopefully he's going to pull through this but of course the scary thing about that is before we move on is that i know when you talk about strokes um strokes are one of those that can lead to you know lasting complications and people are really different totally different at the stroke don't want to rush to judgment don't want to say that's what it is uh, you know don't want to throw this report or this outlet under the bus and not be incredible but that's what's kind of being reported out there um and if that's the case hope he has a speedy recovery and you know prayers for him um but you know regardless it's something serious and i will tell you jamie a, a guy especially happening this happening on a movie set or why he's act you know on a set he got the best care there possible in a quick and they probably best doctors involved in regards to um whatever procedure they felt they had to do but that just makes me a little bit leery just the fact that if it is a stroke and maybe that has to do with maybe the emergency surgery i don't know that you can kind of leave you know permanent damage in certain situations depending on how bad the stroke is too i mean you can have minor stroke symptoms but you can have massive strokes so thoughts and prayers to mr fox well his daughter um corinne uh has already said you know luckily due to quick action and great care he's already on his way to recovery tmz you know uh saying that you know it yes it was severe enough to where out of family came in fa- into town mm. um but he's communicating now and that's good news so wow yeah that's sad man prayers to him hope he can get recovery hope he can you know be jamie that most of us all love and like so funny guy but you know that just another example it's real life 
I mean, no matter how, you know what tax bracket you're in, no matter what you do for a living, we're all human, and um, life and health and everything isn't promised to anybody from next day. And I'm guilty of even living life and realizing that. I get so caught up in the grind and so caught up about personal problems or business problems that I don't even look like, hey, you know, I don't even think about that. I don't like to think about it because then I'll stress out even more about it. But it is what it is. But thoughts out to uh, Mr. Fox. 877-37-GRIND. Okay, so we have pretty much have picked the uh, first rounds of the playoffs. And I'll just tell you right now, I'll take – we don't even have to wait. I'm taking both one seeds. There will be no magical 8-1 upset this year. Um, that Denver will proceed and Milwaukee will proceed. There will be no upset, regardless who comes out of the who, regardless who the eight seed is in either conference. Okay, so for the record, and for anybody now just catching us in the final hour here, uh, your predictions for the first round of the NBA playoffs this year: uh, Sixers, Celtics, Knicks, Warriors, Grizzlies, Suns, Nuggets, and Bucks. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. And it and it's going to be an interesting Western Conference playoffs because it's, I mean, usually you got and again and let me tell you, up in Colorado, up on the fan up there and everything else, that whole fan base, it's the disrespect card. Nobody's even picking us, which is kind of true. But they're real. I mean, even their media people that I've got respect for that they're just buying into this stuff, which there is some truth to, it, but it's just flashbacks. Of nine of oh one down here in the early two, but they're I can tell you right now, Mike Malone and them they are playing the disrespect card. They are, and let me tell you, if Embiid gets the MVP, the notion up there at Colorado is that they don't want they the NBA is not going to allow Djokovic to be in the same breath as Larry Bird. That's the notion up there that this is this has been taken from Joker. This has been an immediate push to make Embiid finally give him. That's what's going on with Colorado. Okay. I'm like, hey, man, y'all keep paying attention to them nuggets, and there's something brewing on in some off-conditioning programs, man. Some of the foundation of new and new win culture is going to be. Don't worry about them nuggets, man. There's going to be back in order in Denver sports here pretty soon. Pretty soon. Speaking of that, let's talk a little NFL. Um, you know, yesterday we came off the big news of the Washington Commanders being sold. And I know people say it's tentative. It's 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 there. It's going to happen. Um, they're being sold. So I know we talked about that yesterday. Uh, but some of the other news today that's kind of surfaced. Um, first off, you have a defensive tackle. Gerald McCoy has decided to retire. Now, you know him. He's with the Bucks. Um, six Pro Bowls, I believe, that he's made. Um, but he's decided to go ahead and call it quits. And this goes along with my theme yesterday about Tampa. There is a good chance that Tampa is going to be in the Caleb sweepstakes. And my other guy can't remember his name for his life, but I know his game. My man from North Carolina. Uh, Drake May. Drake May. I'll trust me. When college football season starts, I, I won't have to ask you no more. But they're going to be in those sweepstakes for those two individuals. And McCoy, this is another thing, man. Tom Brady, the head of the snake, the culture, decides to call it quits. Titanic, violins violins playing, you know. People looking for rafts. This is what the deal is. I mean, Todd Bowles, y'all know I got a love for Todd Bowles, but he's up against it. I mean, um, I do still think that – see, the NFC South – is really good. when we look back, like I'm going to fast forward for y'all. 
Okay, just go on a limb here. When we fast forward to, let's say we get to after Thanksgiving. Let's say we get to December. We're coming in the home stretch and we're looking at, well, how many games are out in divisions? Who's what? Who's in the wild card? At the end of the conclusion of the regular season, we're going to look back and realize the NFC South was won in the offseason. It was won in the offseason. And, and, and to me, Tampa Bay, if you look at it, look at what Carolina's done with the trade with Chicago. To make sure that no more hanky-panky at the quarterback position, we're going to get our guy. We've been running around in circles since Superman left the building, a.k.a. Cam Newton. We're going to go and take care of that. They got the first pick on the car lot. They've been a great. They've also signed some other guys with Carolina as well, too, in the offseason. They spent some money, you know, going in. They've got new ownership as well, too. Been there probably going only into his second, third season. But the bot look how aggressive. Then that brings me to the other team. Look at the Saints. They said, hey, man, Derek Carr, in our eyes, realistically, is going to be the best free agent quarterback that you don't have to trade for in the market. We could basically try to trade up, maybe get in the sweepstakes for one of these guys. No, we want to take a veteran because we believe still in our staff around. They went ahead and worked out a deal, I think a one-year deal for Michael Thomas to stay on board. So some of the receivers, you know, they still got the kid, you know, from Ohio State that's only going to be going into his second year. So they were aggressive. Okay. Then let's talk about Atlanta. Look at them. One-year deal today, Bud Dupree. Atlanta, you know, they go and give Bud Dupree a one-year deal today, and Atlanta has been aggressive in the offseason. Like, that's just one signing amongst a plethora of one that they have done and where they pick. Atlanta's been aggressive. What's the only team in the NFC South that by default, you well, not even by default, but just by what the situation is, you couldn't be aggressive if you wanted to? You know, with that old Michael Jackson song, I couldn't help it if I wanted to. That one. That old one. That's an old one. Is it dusty for you, Dusties? Yeah. That's what I feel like Zion should say about, like, Zion, why can't you wait? Why can't you control? I couldn't help it if I wanted to. I couldn't help it, no. So the Bucks couldn't even help it because they cap hell. Guys retiring. Your best linebacker once traded. You Like this... Like with him retiring today, okay, and then you've got the situation to where Devin White wants to be traded. With McCoy retiring and Devin White wants out, this is the crumble. This is and, and look, this is what it costs to get a title. They, I mean, the, the Glazier family went all in. They spent. They got Tom. They did whatever. They kept Bruce on the whole deal. This is what, but this is the price. There's look, there's different ways you can skin a cat. There's different ways that you can sit there and win a Super Bowl championship in this modern day NFL. You can either be patient and build through the draft until you can just go get that veteran quarterback or that guy. That's pretty much what Tampa Bay did. Or you can go ahead and pretty much draft a young quarterback, make sure you go ahead and get off of his rookie deal, let you build everything, you go spend money in free agency because you can because you got this rook, this quarterback on this rookie deal. You can go win it that way. Uh, Pete Carroll did that. He gave the I always give Pete Carroll credit for that because he did the blueprint. He gave the blueprint for that. And to be honest with you, there's teams that try to duplicate it, but I, haven't, I can't think there's not been a team that's been able to do that yet. I mean, the Eagles got real close – 
last February, this past February, with Jalen Hurts. He's still on the rookie deal, but they didn't get it cashed in. Seattle did it with Russ. Now, so to me, Tampa Bay, they will most likely, and if they're not, I'll say it's one of the best coaching jobs I've seen by Todd Bowles. Look, I think Baker will play. I think Baker's finally going to have that season where he's going to he's going to be healthy. Uh, you know, like what Jonas has been preaching the last few years, he's going to finally be healthy and he's going to play well, but it's just not going to be enough. And and, and, and and trust me, he's still throwing to Mike Evans. Okay. Goodwin is going to be there. He's going to be probably even better back this year because it takes, a, you know, a year to come back from that injury, a type of injury when you talk. So you'll probably see the better version of Goodwin than you did last year because I think they kind of rushed him to get him back. But it's not going to be enough. They're they're going to be. I think the Bucks. I'll pick this in August. I don't. I never pick things this early, but I can kind of see they're going to be picking in the top five, four, and they might be the number one overall team to pick. Because this is just getting started. This is getting started. I, there's no reason with him retiring today. There's with McCoy retiring. There's no reason to keep Devin White. I know Tampa Bay saying they have no intentions, want to try to trade him. They're going to have to. They're in cap hell. They've got to. It makes no sense to keep him on board. What do you got? Oh, just, just for the record, really quick. Uh, McCoy played with the Raiders last year. He pieced out pretty pretty quickly, oh, actually. I thought he was still with Tim. I, I, I did, too. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, when you're at a point where the Buccaneers are at, I mean, you, you've got to tear it down. It was yesterday, was last year his first year with the Raiders? Uh, it was his first year with the Raiders, but he actually made a stop in Carolina first as well. I don't know why. I thought maybe it was the sixth Pro Bowl. I was assuming he was still over there on that D-line. Uh, my bad. I'll take that L. Uh, but regardless... Tampa, my take stays the same. Exactly, exactly. My take with Tampa stays. I thought he was still in the rod, but the, my take stays the same. Um, I'll give. I'll say that. But I just feel that back to that division. The bottom line is the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons have been the most aggressive in that division. And I think, like again, next December when the dust settles after regular season, I think you're going to be able to say that the division was won in the off season. And it really comes down to. Carolina, the I don't think Atlanta's quite there yet, but hey, they've made a lot of moves. It depends on what Ritter's going to look like. You know, that's why a lot of people want them to get into the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Um, now, unless that happens, I might change the tune, but I really do think this is going to come down to Carolina or the Saints who are going to win the division. I mean, Carolina, keep in mind, under Steve Wilkes, that is a team that won like damn near six out of their last seven games to almost make the playoffs after the team started like what two and six or whatever the hell it was so they've got some talent over there and they've got a heck of a defense and I think they've got an underrated offensive line and I think that's going to show under Frank Wright over there as well eight seven seven three seven grind what do you got so to put a bow on McCoy and actually I want to note two here he didn't even play last season uh he wasn't on a roster um so now that he announces his retirement six-time pro bowler uh, one time and a uh, first team All Pro, two times uh, second time second team All Pro. Um, I mean, we have this question with everybody: uh, Is he a Hall of Famer, or is he a Ring of Honor in terms of Tampa Bay, or where do I you, think where he's do you definitely kind of tie it, wrap I, up his career with? Look, if you got a guy that does sports talk radio for a living and just basically thought McCoy still played with Tampa Bay basically last year, that lets you know his imprint of Tampa Bay. So yes, he's going to be in that ring of honor whatever Tampa Bay now Hall of Fame I don't know about that you know I'm gonna I know you know a lot of people feel that the Hall of Fame committee and the Hall of Fame is getting watered down because people are getting more lenient you know even Deion Sanders aka Coach Prime 
even he said, hey, man, there's some people that got a bus in there with me that ain't supposed to be in there. I wish you to put a name on it, but I don't think Dion, he may be off the record, but he'll never say that publicly. But or name who he's talking about. But no, I'm not going to, I just don't, I mean, no. Ring of Honor of Tampa Bay, yes. But Hall of Fame, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, but keeping it moving, sticking to the NFL theme. Also, I wanted to point out, you want to add something real quick? Okay. Also, I wanted to point out, Anthony Richardson pins a letter to NFL teams, giving them a reason that they think that he's good enough to take a bet on. Now, I'm going to have Jonas read some of this when we get back to see exactly what he said to teams, which I'm going to give my thoughts about that type of tactic as well, too. Also, we've got to also talk about um, the first quarterback helmet to be made to help to reduce concussions has finally been approved by the National Football League. I want to touch on that when we get back before we get out of here for the weekend. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spin the One and Twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. All right, two two, uh, words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, so let's keep it moving before we, uh, as we get into this last segment of the day and the week. Um, Okay, so a couple things that I want to touch on here real quick. Uh, before we get out of here, sticking with the NFL, is let's talk about Anthony Richardson. Now, you said that he did this on uh, Derek Jeter's 
uh, website, right? Yeah, the Players Tribune. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what did actually Anthony Richardson put out there for the uh, public to consume? And most majority, the GMs and the owners that uh, out of uh, the teams that would be in the hunt for the quarterback, this is really a message to them, but kind of give me the guidelines of really what in the cliff notes, if you want to, of what he really was talking about. Yeah. So uh, in a piece titled Dear NFL GMs. Uh, It opens up, dear coaches and GMs, I know that draft night is a big night for you, and it's definitely a big night for me and my family. I don't take for granted what it's going to mean uh, to hear my name called on that stage. This isn't just about football. It's life-changing. So before everything is locked in, I just wanted to take this last opportunity to tell you a little about more about my story. So if you're going to take a bet on me, then I want you to know where I come from and why I play this game. All right, so sliding over to um, kind of a a little bit more of a breakdown as to what he's getting into here. He said, "I I may not pay attention to all the noise, but I do hear the critics. I know the things people are picking apart. People talk about whether I can be accurate. They say I don't have touch. They say I can't throw short. They say a lot of things. All I got to say is, watch how hard I work. In my mind, I can do anything with the football in my hand, but I know that no one will ever work harder than me to improve. Uh, He does, I do want to hit his closing uh, statement here at the end of his lengthy letter. Again, go check it out, the Players' Tribune. It's under the NFL section. He says, where I'm from, I don't know any kid who plays the ball, uh, plays ball and doesn't see himself going all the way to the league, and I always had the same dream. Me and my uncle connected over this game from the day he gave me my first Nerf ball. So I just want to make the most of this opportunity and inspire kids who are going through what I went through and might have a story like mine. See you at the draft. If you call the name Anthony Richardson, I promise that you won't regret it. Um... First of all, this is kind of smart, uh, per se, because the reason why I say because it, it depends on who you're talking to or how they would look at this. Uh, and you know how quickly I'm usually to call things that look desperate or that looks desperate. You know, that's always a thing with me. But I think um, this is more of like smart move because this I mean, look, you got to think at the combine. I don't know how many times he was probably interviewed. And I know it was a lot. I mean, when I say interviewed, I mean, by teams like general managers, scouts and stuff, because, you know, those first of all, his odds started dropping all of a sudden crazy to be the first quarterback taken and then all of a sudden you start hearing reports like man this guy's really blowing away his interviews he's really basically surprising a lot of teams so i put that out there to say he's talked to a lot of people they've seen this but the reason why this is smart and maybe this could be his thinking or his agent thinking but you are it's like a job it's like a resume and a job interview because the reason why it's you don't really lose anything by putting this out there and you gain because there is a big difference in money and guaranteed money. I mean, I know we got that rookie slated scale where everybody's whatever, but there is a difference from if this kid, which I doubt it, but there's a possibility that he could slide out of the first round. And that's a big difference in money in regards if he would go day one instead of day two. So it makes sense. I mean, there's something you haven't I haven't really came across and seen this before, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is, you know, something that's kind of the norm going forward. Uh, but I don't really have a problem with it. And I think it's kind of smart doing it because you really it's a big difference in money, whether you go day one or day two, especially in guaranteed money. Go ahead. I don't think you have anything to lose. 
um, by doing so. But I would just kind of ask what, like when we got to the combine, his name jumped up all the boards. Right. That's where it really took off. Like, wait, this kid could go number one uh, because of the athleticism that he put that he that he portrayed. Um, then he had his pro day, and of course, you did all your interviews. So, what at this point makes you think that I didn't do enough? Because those were your times. Like you can say I can throw the ball accurate. You can say this is. You can say I work hard, um, which is great. But you already had the interview, so why are you coming back for this moment? I'm just cool. Uh, it's personal. It's touching. But to me, it almost feels a bit too much, Cal. I disagree a little bit. I just think it's reassurance. I, I mean, and I think the accuracy situation. Uh, look, you know. He's kind of grown on me because he's he's gotten pretty good at what he does, and that's Dan Orlovsky of the Four Letter Network. Uh, but, you know, I thought Dan did a good job of breaking down a really this accuracy myth about him. I mean, yes, I do. I think there's no way he's right now where he speaks. First of all, you got to keep in mind the kid. I think he's only 19 years old, 20 years old still. I think he's 20. So, to me... He's he's by far the youngest quarterback in this draft. He's twenty years old, but the but but to me, Dan Orlowski did a good job even looking like he, there's no way he's close to being accurate right now as uh, young. Probably even you know um, Stroud, Levitt for that matter. But I think you know the reality of it is like Dan Orlowski was trying to say some of those passing he broken down on film some of his floor to receivers and some of his receivers he was a drops i mean there was one i forgot who they were playing there was one that was like he put on a dime like 60 yards down it would have been a touchdown in the end zone and the guy just dropped it i forgot and i think that was an sec game but to me no i don't have a problem with john I just think it's more of those just reassured hey here you go maybe you didn't get to talk to everybody i just think because and, and what that shows me too is also that his agent is probably getting a notion that you know what it's not really a guarantee that you might go first round because again he's got to be it is going to be almost a project like I, I i don't even know if he gets he might get on the field to the level of a malik willis this year i don't care who drafts if somebody takes him so and also what this tells me is i do think there's rumblings about teams trying to jock everybody's concentrating on quarterbacks man people are trying to jockey for carter man look you know me i it's roll tide Okay, and Buffaloes, Coach Prime. They had a distant cousin, but they got you know they they in the weight wings waiting. But you know, the kid out of Alabama, the linebacker of Alabama, Anderson, right? Yeah, Anderson. His year before was like that's the one that got his name buzzing. That's the one that made him a Heisman candidate. To me, he was still effective, but it, the the season he had the year before and this season, I'm not gonna. I know, and there's, I know, I don't think he's overrated, but he's not the he's not the best defensive player in the in in the draft. It is Carter, and so to me, I just think again, you you might hear Richardson going on the Derek Jeter website on the player form and just putting this out there because his agent's getting no like, hey man, you know what? So and so's looking at so and so. So and so's thinking about this because those conversations do go on a little bit, you know, behind the scenes. But I don't have a problem too much with it. Also, here real quick too, uh, Odell. You know, he was introduced last uh, yesterday, I should say, uh, as a new Raven, and pretty much he already jacked 
new teammate. Um, some uh, wearing number three. Yeah, Prochet. Prochet. And usually the reason why I'm bringing this up is because what hasn't been released is usually guys that are either superstitious and want their number. Usually they got to do something to, you know, to get a player to come out. I mean, I've heard, you know, guys get paid 100000 Rolex watches. I've heard some crazy things for guys that usually can afford it, but they, they need that number so bad. And keep in mind, he just went to three last year. Now, three, he wore that at LSU. He was at 13 when he was a giant. And he wore 13 at Cleveland too, right? Correct. Okay. So I'm waiting to see what did uh, he have to give up to get three. Or did he just come in Debo side like, hey, that's, that's my bike, Punk. That's my three. Yeah, so far there's no report as to what, if anything, that he's given up for it. Uh, when he went to um, L.A. last year, or sorry, uh, when he went to – um, if you were talking about maybe the number thirteen, yeah, the thirteen, right? That that's already claimed by Devin Duvernay, so right. you know, he's, he's going not with three. worried about that one. So he's so he's sticking with three and taking yeah. it from somebody else. Yeah, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting on that. But also um, another NFL thought before we get out here, Zappy, uh, Zappy, he's the backup. Well, last year he was the backup quarterback uh, for the New England Patriots. Backed up Mac Jones. He was an opportunity to get in that game. He got in. Mac got hurt. Played a couple games, and I said it back then. It still said the offense popped, and he really wasn't throwing to anybody, really. But Zappi was quoted the other day saying, hey, I'm going to take every advantage I can that I get to become the starter. There's two things that stand out to me about this. Number one, um, well, one, the two things I should say I take away from this, I should say, is that two things I take away is, number one, Bill, there's going to be a quarterback competition. Whether they say it openly, I know there was rumors thinking that Bill was shopping Mac around. You got former Patriots players say that's crazy. He's not shopping Mac Jones around. But you've also had Bill at the winter meetings or the owner meetings, I should say, say, hey, uh, everybody's going to get an opportunity to play. Um, you had the report saying that Bill was kind of pissed off because Mac Jones went outside the organization to seek advice back up to Tuscaloosa, which I could have told Mac, like, you didn't think that was going to get back? Nick Saban went into the house and kissed Terry on the cheek and said, hey, honey, I got hold on, I got a call to make. And called Bill and said, hey, man, you know who called us today? I mean, come on, Mac Jones. You thought that was going to be a secret? Anyway, you got that report? This is a quarterback competition, man. Even if Bill doesn't come up, but he might as well and say it's a quarterback competition because I like Mac Jones, but the truth of it is Mac Jones is a quarterback that is going to need everything around him grade A. Grade A offensive line, grade A wide receivers, grade A running back. That's pretty much what he had in Alabama. He can play. He can be a star in the NFL, but he's not. Zappy jumped out because Zappy is a guy because the way he plays, he plays different, but he can make up, you know, for different things. He scramble. He's a little bit athletic. He sounds like he definitely has got a head on him. He's smart. He understood the game. It looked different. There's rum. That guy is going to get an opportunity to start. Number two, before I leave this topic, the other thing when I saw this report that showed to me and jumped out at me, things are starting to change post Tom Brady era. And what I mean by that, look, Bill is still going to rule with the iron fist, okay? But when I sense things are starting to change, is because. Under Tom Brady's culture and his leadership, what Bill Belichick, I still believe, created, okay, Bill 60-40, I'm going to the grave with that. But, however, when Tom was there, 
Zappy, what, how Zappy's talking, nobody could talk like that. You're not going to sit there and say, hey, I'm going to take advantage of every time to be a starter. You know how the Bill, you know the Tom way? And, and it's not just Tom Brady, how he answered the question. I'm talking about how the players, running back, receivers, when they're asked anything about positions, go, well, hey, I'm just worried about doing my job. Do my job, everything taking place, that's out of my control. You have to talk to Bill. I don't know what setting Zappy gave this in, but let me tell you, there, it's going to be a change where you start seeing God speak out a little bit more. Doesn't mean Bill's lost the organization, but it's a little different when you don't have the guy as such as Tom Brady that's setting the tone for everybody. That's the challenges, too, that Bill Belichick is going to be up against. Also, I told you going to break, the NFL has approved uh, the first helmet quarterback helmet designed to help reduce concussions now i've read on this and this has been approved they don't know who's winning what guys are going to wear it but it's for the quarterbacks but this is actually a material and a helmet they've used to where i haven't seen it in no demonstration but i can picture it when they say it's like you know on the size of in on the on the impact like part of it let's say if it's a helmet head or your head goes around part of the helmet is to go in like it gives so, you know, I'm no scientific. I ain't no Dr. Sandra Gupta, but obviously it doesn't take that to see that basically something gives. It's not pressure on the brain. It's not this. But you know what I took from this when I saw this? If I'm in the league and I'm looking at this and I'm saying, well, damn, can y'all, I mean, we already know this, but can y'all make it any more obvious that the quarterbacks are the priority for everything? What about my ass? If I'm an all, who's banging heads more on every play? Offensive lineman and D-line. When that snaps, bam, bam. Why wouldn't they get the first prototype? If I'm in the league, I'm thinking like this is the quarterback because that's all. This ain't. This is the quarter. The first quarterback approved helmet like this that for quarterbacks. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I read the report. It is. Okay. Um, when you look at the design of this helmet, though, what makes it different and what I think makes it, maybe makes it more difficult to handle the helmets for the offensive line and defensive line for the front guys is this one. It, it, they talk about the concussions for quarterbacks coming from their head hitting the ground. Right. Not, yeah. not hitting another player. So you'd have to – like that's where linemen – in off-season practices, and we've seen this increase over the last couple of years, where those foam coverings yeah, during that practices. Was a, that was a new technology. That was just they just introduced that last year, right? Well, they they're popularizing it last right. year. Um, so we see that in practice. It's hard to reduce that entirely on game day, because unless you're going to wear that, and that changes the entire that. shape of it, and everything. What we're seeing with this one is it's going to be more protection for the back specifically. The back of the helmet for when your helmet snaps back and hits the ground. So I feel like you can target it better than you can for alignment. And even so, the decrease of this new model is, is it's performed seven percent better than the most popular helmet worn by quarterbacks last year, according to the report. So seven percent. It's it's better. It's definitely better. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Look, I use. I'll let you know when you change my ways. I still stick to the original take, and I can guarantee I can get some fat hogs to sit there and say, you know what, I agree with them. 
This is another example. Quarterbacks, the rules are made. You can't touch them. You can't go at the legs. You can't late hit them. You can't cut your hand can't graze on the face mask. This is another example of quarterbacks from the time of your senior prom to the starting quarterback in high school. This is another example that the quarterbacks get catered to first and especially at this level. Offensive linemen are in a car, a head collision every play. So if this is concentrating on material in the back and the, the, what you're talking about last year was a technology. You're right. They hadn't found a way to implement that in the helmet. Basically what you saw them run around the training camp. So you can't take that helmet and do that. That's facts. But this proceed, this is a new development. This is something different. This isn't add on from that. I want to get that clear. So this has been, look, this ain't something that's been in the work just this off season. You're talking about, this is something they've been working on for the last few years. Years. Uh, that's what I believe. They can tell you whatever. Look, man, they've had to. You know why I know that? I'm telling you, you know why I'll back that up? Is because of the scrutiny that the NFL has been under concussion. They tried out everything because they've been under fire ever since that damn that money they had to settle. All I'm telling you, at the same time, while they found this out for the quarterback, if they say, hey, our research shows us concussions for quarterback is them hitting the head, I'm like, first of all, most of these quarterbacks know how to fall. Two, it didn't, but I get it. But the same effort they put in that, I feel like you could go in and help the fat guys. Whatever that material is, you could put in. You could you could have tested it out in the front. Quarterbacks are catered to, man. They get all the money. They get the women. They get the models, and they get the most protection in the National Football League. Don't tell me there ain't another guy in the league that ain't thinking about that when they said, "Oh, the quarterbacks." Shocking. According to CNN, the offensive linemen and defensive linemen just got their new helmet designs in 2021. So I guarantee it ain't made out of this, whatever that is. Anyway, all right, man, that is a wrap for the day and the week. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, people up in Lubbock, people up in Albany, people up in the Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off Monday morning for you, the snooze button, and for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See y'all Monday. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.